Good morning, Christ Church. Good morning. It's awesome to see friendly faces. Aw, that's good. Um, so I'm, I'm new here. I have a new role here at uh, Christ Church. My name is Herb, uh, Father Herb, or just Herb, or Instagram handle. No. Um, uh, so I have a new role here at Christ Church. I'm an evangelist in residence. I have multiple things to say about that, but first, uh, I, I want to thank everyone who helped us to get down here from Pennsylvania, uh, everyone who helped us unload our things into our house uh, for your hospitality and the pounding that we received uh, from you all. Secondly, some of you have reached out to my wife, Angel, or my daughter, Amara, or myself, and have invited us uh, to be a part of your life and activities here in Austin. Know that that has filled up our love tank. So thank you very much. Um, I know for some of you it's a sacrifice to include us in your plans, so rest assured, um, we appreciate it. Others of you have come to our house uh, and helped uh, Angel prepare for this weekend for the East Austin Studio Tour. Woohoo! Yeah, okay, thanks. If you don't know about that, you should. <clears throat> you didn't have to do that, but thank you very much. Uh, may the Lord bless the hands of your work. Um, my role as uh, an evangelist in residence uh, has three parts, which I'll explain, explain briefly. Uh, as an evangelist in residence, I'm tasked with, and I get to help in leading the congregation in evangelism, uh, help, help us become better evangelists here in the church. Um, so three parts. One, educate and train through what will be Saturday workshops, so you can look forward to that in the coming year. Uh, secondly, invite people to walk with me as we uh, interact with folks in our parish. And so there will be invitations. You'll be invited to come as we just explore the community together, pray, and listen. Uh, and, and thirdly, joining as a visible leader in the work of communion and preaching on Sunday mornings. What do you think? <laughs> looks, looks good, right? All right. All right, now back to the sermon. Here we go. Let's pray. Lord, may the word of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, our God and our Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. I love the echoes of truth as each part of the scripture has been read. I geek out in this way like before the sermons, I know uh, if I'm not preaching, I'll go and I'll, I'll read what the scriptures are ahead of time and I'll look for some continuity uh, between the different scriptures. Uh, I'll ex I explained this to my friend Dan a few weeks ago, that the liturgical calendar um, in the Anglican tradition gives us an opportunity to not get on a hobby horse. You know, like some, uh, some places I've been, uh, a sermon will be the same topic for like six years, right? Like the same thing over and over again. But what's beautiful is we're not handcuffed to our lectionary in the Anglican tradition, uh, but it does offer that option. We can do a series on Revelation, for instance. Every Sunday, though, there's an Old Testament, a New Testament, a Psalm, and a Gospel. Yeah, and that gives us a full plate, a good range uh, of the Gospel. When I heard, what I heard in this thread this morning, the second time I heard it, as well as when I, I geeked out and I read ahead, is that there's this thread of a remnant who are obedient to the Lord, and it's those same people who are waiting for the Lord to judge the earth. In the meantime, while they wait, they spend their days being about their father's 
business. Those who are about their father's business will be at odds with the world, but perseverance leads to life. That's the summary. That's my summary. You have your own summary. That's my summary. Uh, My takeaway and your takeaway, if you have to leave early, you can have your takeaway now instead of you can have your dessert now uh, if you have to leave early, um, is to stay the course, practice your faith regardless of what's going on around you. That way, when trouble comes, you'll be able to take heart and the Lord will make it right eventually. That's the takeaway. Yeah? That's the sermon. Perseverance as a practice. And practice makes per, practice practice makes perfect. Have you not heard that before? Is it like that just so we have some new revelation? I just added some stuff to the script. There's a new revelation. Practice makes perfect. You don't have to agree with it. I trouble I saw you. I saw you disagree with that, Katie. You're like, I don't know if I like that. But here's the deal. In scripture. God calls us to be perfect as he is perfect. So whether I have a problem with it or not, God calls us to be perfect. But his definition of perfect is to be mature. Practically (laughs) mature. So how do we process this practically? Uh, Participating in this process, right? The question is, what's the plan? So let's look at uh, let's look at a quick pick at a quick a quick a quick pick a quick peek at the Psalms, uh, a Psalm ninety eight. He says, "Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth! Burst into jubilant song with music! Make music to the Lord with the harp, with the harp and the sound of singing, with trumpets and the blast of the ram's horn! Shout for joy before the Lord, the King! Let the seas." Resound and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the mountains sing together for joy. Let them sing before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the people with equity. When I read this psalm, I'm reminded of the focus of our praise. When we take what we take in through our eye gates and our ear gates, will be what comes out. A glass can only spill what it contains. Yeah? I was talking with Tim yesterday, and we were talking about how we can get tired of giving our testimony. How when we have said it so many times, it becomes kind of moot, like, ah, okay, well, this is what happened, right? And what, what welled up in my spirit was... Um, we will testify of what we believe to be true. Unfortunately, I didn't say that. What I did say was that the practice of repeating our testimony keeps us humble. We can never forget how good God is. We can never take all the credit for the good that he's doing in our lives. That's why we repeat our testimony. So we praise the Lord as practice. We tell the goodness of him, the hope that we have, that he will indeed judge the earth. So here's a question for you smart folks out there, for some of you young folks. Yeah? When you squeeze an orange, what comes out? 
orange juice. You do know that, right? You didn't know that. All right, I'll give you a second one, a second one. When you squeeze an apple, what comes out? Apple, that is what comes out, apple juice. Why are you shaking your head? No, it does. Apple juice comes out when you press an apple, you get apple. That's how that works. Or apple cider. It's, Some people, you know, you start and then they're like, ah, uh, technical. When you squeeze a Christian, what comes out? I mean, that's fair, actually. That's, I didn't plan for that the first service either, and, and uh, someone said blood, and I was like, well, I mean, yes. I mean, that is true. But for this sermon, when you squeeze a Christian, what should come out is hope. It should taste and smell like the fruit of the Holy Spirit, right? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness. It should taste and smell like grace and mercy. Let's just be honest. When you squeeze me, Sometimes, depending on the day, the time, or the situation, it won't be the sweet aroma of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You might get the stench or the foul smell of something that doesn't match my saner proclamations and my ideations of who Jesus is. Our gospel reading was in the NIV, but I think in this instance, the ESV captures it well. Then he said to them, nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes and in various places, famines and pestilences. There will be terrors and great signs from heaven. But before all of this, they will lay their hands on you and persecute you, delivering you up to synagogues and prisons, and you'll be brought before kings and governors for my namesake. This will be your opportunity to bear witness. Settle it, therefore, in your minds not to meditate beforehand on how you're going to answer. For I will give you a mouth and wisdom which none of your adversaries will be able to withstand or contradict." I really felt that. Did you feel that? Jesus described something that the disciples actually went through. They were seized. <laughs> they were dragged before the synagogues. They were persecuted. They were imprisoned. They were brought before kings and governors for bearing the name of Jesus. And their responses, when they were squeezed, in Acts 7, Stephen is squeezed. Right? He's being stoned to death. And his response is he asked the Lord not to hold their sins against them. Acts 21, when Paul was squeezed, he had just finished his missionary trips and he had come back to present himself uh, at the temple in Jerusalem, and he, and he brought some people with him, but they thought that he had brought some Gentiles in. And so they began to assault him with violence. 
And it's awesome because in the scripture, uh, I'm an old school, like an 80s, 90s rock fan. Uh, and this is the first time that crowd surfing actually appears in the Bible because the guards picked him up and carried them over their heads because the people kept beating him. And when they got him to the guard shack, to the garrison, to the barracks, he said, hold on a second. I want to say something. And he turned back to the people who had just been using violence against him. And he tells them about the love of God in the person of Jesus. October, 20, October 2006, an Amish school is squeezed when it falls victim to the sin of murder in the form of gun violence. Ten young girls. The afternoon of the shooting, an Amish grandfather of one of the girls who was killed expressed forgiveness toward the killer, Charles Roberts. That same day, Amish neighbors visited the Roberts family to comfort them in their sorrow and pain. Later that week, the Robert family was invited to the funeral of one of the Amish girls who had been killed. And Amish mourners outnumbered the non-Amish mourners at Charles Roberts' funeral. It's ironic that the, the killer was tormented for nine years by the premature death of his own young daughter. He never forgave God for a death. Yet after the, he cold-bloodedly shot ten innocent Amish schoolgirls, the Amish almost immediately forgave him and showed compassion toward his family when the Amish community was squeezed. They had forgiveness that came out. January 2018, Rachel Dennenhollander to her abuser, Larry uh, Naser, former USA gymnastic team's doctor, at her testimony in court, she said to him, the Bible you speak carries a final judgment where all of God's wrath and eternal terror is poured out on men like you. Should you ever reach the point of truly facing what you have done, the guilt will be crushing. And that's what makes the gospel of Christ so sweet, because it extends grace and hope and mercy where none should be found, and it will be there for you. I pray you experience the soul-crushing weight of guilt so you may someday experience true repentance and the forgiveness from God, which you need far more than forgiveness from me. When Rachel was squeezed, the gospel came out. Sit with that for a moment, yeah? This weight, this pressure, and this release. The pressure to unleash on our abusers, on those who've done us wrong, those we disagree with, or those who cut us off in traffic. The feeling of being squeezed in between a rock and a hard place. Our parents put us through it. Our spouses put us through it. Our children, friends, community, work, and the world around us has these expectations that don't line up with the truth of God's love. And to be honest, my own desires sometimes don't line up with the truth of God's love. And so we get squeezed. We are not indeed immune to being squeezed 
and feeling the squeeze of life, this pressure. But the question is, what do we want as a result of being squeezed? What do we want to give off, right? Any Christian worth their baptismal water wants to leak Jesus. And here's the thing. Jesus said, don't worry about what you're going to say when the pressure comes. The only way we won't worry is if we've been practicing our praise. It'll show up in our conversation. And we get to practice that here. I love that after the service is over and between services, people just stay. They hang out and they have conversation and they have conversation and eventually they have to get kicked out, right? Like, okay, go home now. We get to practice this every time we're around each other when we go to small groups. We get to bear witness in our lifestyle with our neighbors by both our actions and our words. And we will get better. Because we have a hope, right? We have a, we have a hope, right? Yes. And that hope doesn't disappoint. Jesus said, take heart, I've overcome the world. Jesus says he will be with us. Jesus says he will give us the words to say, but how will we recognize his voice if we haven't been spending time with him? So the challenge is this, spending time, spend time this week processing practically the plan to perfection. Spend time in praise like we found in the Psalms. He who knew no sin, Jesus became sin for us. He's worthy of praise. He who knew no sin did the loving thing and freed us from the penalty of sin and death. He's worthy of praise. His vulnerability through death on the cross and his glorious resurrection brings us into a new relationship with God. He's worthy of praise. So what are you bearing witness to? Imagine what it could be. This is Andy Stanley's hope. Imagine a world where people were skeptical of what we believed, but envious of how well we treated one another. Imagine a world where unbelievers were anxious to hire, vote for, work for, work with, live next door to Christians because of how well we treated one another and how well we treated them. This is our hope. In the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.